have like a shared situation where you can do like a shared uh, pairing action. Is that not? I should. Not? It should. It oh, should. Okay. It should work that way, but it it doesn't in terms of like you know I don't know none of this stuff ever like the you know the Air, the AirPods are like the closest thing to have elegantly figured this stuff out and still uh you know and and once in a yeah. while I will like put my phone in my pocket and start using my laptop and it'll like smoothly switch from my phone to my laptop like beautifully yeah. and yeah. then other times like you know I'm listening to a podcast while I'm washing the dishes and then all of a sudden like my daughter playing Frogger on the iPad like jumps into my headset and oh, uh, it's you know, that side that's yeah well, I guess I don't have that many extra people on multiple devices but that sounds jarring. It's a feeding frenzy over here with the yeah. with the Bluetooth and the all that whatever. Hey, it's so we're here. We yeah, made it, Corey. Yeah, yeah, we, we made it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We're we're just in time for podcast. Yeah. Oh, look at Wanna us. Do a little we're, podcast. Let's do some we're podcasting. podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 just like F one. We took ourselves a nice little summer break, and by nice little summer mm-hmm. break, I mean somewhat chaotic uh, on all of our on all of our parts. Mine for slightly different reasons than yours, but uh, yeah, let's do this thing. Welcome. To the F1 files, folks. I'm one of your hosts. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Corey Willis. I'm an improviser, writer, and actor out here in Los Angeles, California. And this is John Lapore, creative consultant, designing the future for film, technology, and automotive. Uh, all right, summer break. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took ourselves a little summer break. There was, you are like, we got all of your letters. Yes, yes. you are correct. Okay. There was not a episode last week. Uh, yeah, your letters literally just made it through the U.S. Postal Service today. Appreciate mm-hmm. how many of them were written on typewriters. Very yeah. impressive. Thank you. Very Thank impressive. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did. We did not record an episode last week, and maybe it's even more insulting that we almost recorded an episode last week <laughs> and <laughs> almost recorded for the first time ever mm-hmm. in person. Yeah, it was very close. And I think we we ultimately we made the uh, what I thought it was a, a very sound uh, mm-hmm. let's call it somewhere between a mental health and a social health decision that yeah. we would actually just use our in person time to you know uh, eat Thai food uh, get 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 a little liquored up uh, and yeah. just make our way around the the streets of beautiful Los Angeles yeah uh, uh. which. Uh, you know, I think it was an excellent decision. I think so too. I mean, the folks uh, out out there did waste uh, their 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 five cents on their postage stamp uh, and all that ink <laughs> from their typewriter. Uh, yes, but, but it's not a waste. We we did get all your letters. We did appreciate that. But you're right. We did have to take ourselves a little mental and social uh, break and be a little bit selfish. And I can't say that i regret it at all i mean i mean hey in the grand scheme of things uh what episode are we on this is episode 79 yeah 79 episodes episode 79 Mm -hmm. i think we earned a little siesta you know yeah 
Yeah, considering that F1 has been on like the quietest summer break I have ever experienced um, in my adulthood fandom. Uh, and then also, yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a ridiculously mellow break. So this will yeah. probably be a shorter episode um, and we can yeah. touch on just some of the casual goings on, some of which I'm not even fully in touch with. And so I've got some questions because there's some things that I've seen alluded to that mm-hmm. I don't yet, I think, fully understand what's happening and maybe maybe you're a little more in touch um this might be a full-on speculation episode john because i'm not super i think this is just gonna be this is we for this episode we're just going full uh f1 for dummies uh yeah Yeah. don't put your typewriters away get ready to write some angry uh angry letters to the uh the authors of this (laughs) here podcast um Uh, all right so it's it's been the chillest summer break. There's been mm-hmm. very little John is F1 activity. Interlacing his uh, fingers yes. and putting his hands behind his head. I am not even joking, That's right. folks. That's right. It's that, is, <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. But now I feel like yeah. I'm too far away from my microphone. So let's see if yeah, I can nudge good. it back. Oh, there we go. All right. There, there we go. go. Oh yeah. Uh, now I'm in summer. Now I'm in summer podcast mode. Uh, all uh-huh. right. So like there hasn't even been lots of silly season. No, there hasn't been lots of crazy, wild, you know, rumors and you know whatnot. There's been a little bits of things here and there, but yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, probably one of my favorite things that I've seen uh, was popping up on my feed over the last few days. I don't know mm-hmm. what this event was that Valtteri Botas was taking part in. It was some sort of like soapbox derby thing or something like that right like it's one of these or like the red bull flute thing or whatnot but it's like a uh i think it was a hill climb that he did on his uh road bike or mountain bike or something i mean it would make more sense if it was his mountain bike but i think Mm -hmm. he that was a cycling event that he was at uh it was a cycling event he's a diehard cyclist as are many other drivers out there in the mix <laughs> yeah fernando Alonso um, breaking his hand lance stroll breaking his hand both yep cycling in the off season toto mm. wolf breaking breaking his arm breaking his arm uh, mm-hmm. during yeah just mm-hmm. during this summer break um valtteri showed up to this event uh suited up as duffman which yeah. uh Oof. you know if you are if you are of our ilk then you are a diehard Simpsons fan going way back, particularly, you know, seasons three through eight, as I think it's commonly understood yeah. amongst those of us who who care the most. Um, for those of you that are, you know, maybe born in the last two decades or so, uh, I apologize for this confusion. We'll stop talking about this shortly. But uh, <laughs> seeing Valtteri dressed up as Duffman, pretty awesome yeah uh pretty spectacular uh to me seems like this this has to be peak valtteri party guy mode that he's been on for the last i don't know year or so yeah it's we're we're hitting the wave seems as though it's cresting um with like the the mullet um and like mustache helmet Mm -hmm. i was like oh wow this guy's really going for it at the start of the season and now here we are like at the restart of the season and Valtteri is gone like quite literally full cartoon mode. Uh, it is really impressive and 
really upsetting because where was this Valtteri when he was teammates with Lewis Hamilton? Um, I feel like he deprived us of <laughs> this like type of behavior and this personality when he was just like the buttoned up Finn who was trying to unseat his teammate who was a multiple world champion. But I'm happy we got him. I'm happy we it's got a, him now. It's a very natural progression as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Once once he's out of the shadow and yeah. the sun shines down upon him, he including he his into, his incredibly uh, pale bottom uh in yes, like the yes. like the Montana or Wyoming like back country. That was like what happened I think, last I year. I think since then we've seen even more of Valtteri's bear mm-hmm. buttocks uh, all all over the place. So hey, more yeah. power to him. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, I I'm happy happy to have uh, characters like him in the sport. You know, yes. unlike some of the you know the the much drier figures we've had in the past. All right. Well, let's get to let's get to that dryer figure in one second. But there is some F one news around Alpha Romeo that we can like actually, oh yeah, yeah, kind of oh, address some relevant information. Some let's relevant. let's do yeah. it. Let's uh, get into it, please. So the current um, leader of the F two championship uh, series, which is the F one feeder series, it's like the primary series that people come to um, to show up on the grid. Uh, that and like IndyCar is like getting a little bit closer too, uh, which there's some kind of news in there too. But we've got uh, Teo Porcher, who is uh, a driver uh, who was one of the people who was kind of in the running around when uh, Zhou Guan Yu got signed. It was him, uh, Oscar Piastri, and Teo Porcher were like the three guys that people were looking at quite heavily a couple of years ago in F2 and now Teo Porcher is like running away with the F2 championship and Alfa Romeo has come out and said, Hey, we're going to put him in our, in a free practice one session at some point in the back half of the season. So I think the last time we saw him, he was in the, maybe running in the McLaren madness that happened um, back when they were like testing out drivers uh, it was like Colton Herta, Teo Porcher, um, and then who else? They put um, Patty in there, right? Um, uh, the the Indy car, Patty uh, Patty Award. Um, mm-hmm. But but that now we've got Teo Porcher, who is for sure going to get a chance at driving one of the modern F one cars on one of the tracks. Uh, initially, it was said that he was going to be at like a sprint weekend. And then that was quickly walked back because it was like, oh, no, there's literally only one practice session on the sprint weekend. So that won't happen. He won't be the only person um, who is not going to be driving in either the sprint or the Grand Prix who will be in an F1 car that weekend because it makes no sense. But at one of these other weekends, they are going to put him into one of those free practice one sessions. I'm not sure if it'll be Valtteri Botas's seat or if it will be Zhou Guan Yu's seat. Um Rumor has it that Joe has signed or is in the process of signing another contract with Alfa Romeo that would take him through mm-hmm. the end of their stewardship of that Sauber brand, and then Audi would take over. Um, so there is some like, did they just sign Joe Guan Yu for the next two years as like a thank you so much for your service, and then they're just going to X him out as soon as Audi takes over? Uh, or 
is it going to be the end of Valtteri Bottas's career? Like we don't, we truly mm. don't know. Um, because hey, this kind of tumbles into some other silly season stuff here because uh, Carlos Sainz has still not re-upped his contract with Ferrari. Mm. And now we've got some like, is Carlos Sainz just looking for a one-year extension with Ferrari so that he can shift over to Audi and kind of helm that team once they take over right. uh, that brand? Uh, there's also the idea that Alex Albon has been talking to five different teams. This is like a rumor uh, that's been put mm. out, uh, but he has talked to five different teams. Um, and one of those teams is rumored to be Ferrari. So there's a chance yep. that Ferrari has been talking to Alex Albon being like, Hey, this guy, Carlos isn't really working out as like a, a <laughs> teammate um, is not as fiercely loyal to the team. And I think if you're going to get someone who is, very obviously and has been proven to be fiercely loyal to the people who are paying him and not some like entity that brought him up. I think that we could see Alex Albon potentially as a second seat at Ferrari. If Carlos leaves. I mean, I mean, I like that. I like that notion as like a, Hey, we heard you like driving terrible cars. Come, yeah, uh, come join yeah. us. And I, and to me, it makes sense that Albon is probably, the driver in the field who has the most upward mobility available mm -hmm. to him in his career after what mm -hmm. he's been been doing with Williams, which has been particularly outstanding this season. Yeah. I think Carlito is Carlito's got nowhere to go. I think Car there's no there's no other yeah. viable alternatives, and so I think it is that sort of like you know, let me just see if I can get a one year extension on my lease and then you know hopefully the tables turn or there's something appropriate that opens up elsewhere but he's he's unfortunately mm -hmm. in a in a rough spot i think he's a valued driver but i think it's also yeah. potentially difficult for other teams to see him as being more valuable than whoever they've got um because we haven't seen him you know tested uh, outside of the equipment that he's in, you know, yeah. in these more recent stages of his career. Yeah, I would love, I mean, I know that it's probably not going to happen, but the idea that Alex Albon would get a chance behind some Mercedes equipment, uh, I think that that would be really, really exciting to see. And if I were Mercedes, I would hold out to keep Alex Albon around just in case Lewis has a stellar year, wins his eighth world title, and then like chucks deuces at the whole sport. Because yeah. I think as far as like incredible driver lineups that would push each other, but also be really entertaining, um, like just because of their ridiculous polite Britishness would be like George Russell and Alex Albon uh, as teammates. I think that would yep. be be wonderful but i'd also love to see him in anything that's faster than the williams consistently faster than mm -hmm. the williams um because uh, the ferrari is definitely faster than the williams but i don't know if i'd say it's like consistent um in any way uh oh yeah sure did you see that i didn't listen to it but did you see that Charles put out uh, a song at like the beginning of summer break 
Um, yeah, he, he put I think, out a little song. I think this barely registered on mm-hmm. my radar, and I just tried to like you know tried to pretend that this never happened. I just I yeah. don't I don't see a scenario where I will ever in my life be like. Oh, let me play that song by one of my favorite Formula One drivers. I just yeah. I, makes me very uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. This is clearly yeah. you know uh, good to them for exploring their creativity and you know taking you know channeling their influence and power into other mm-hmm. creative outputs. Just makes me very uncomfortable. I don't. I yeah. Don't. Yeah. Oh, find, finding yeah. out that like Lewis sang on that song like a few years ago was like, yeah, I've, I listened to that song once and it was after I'd heard that he sang on it. And I was like, okay, I think that's enough. Uh, I, Lewis, a very talented musician too, very talented. Like he's getting better and better at playing guitar and at piano, just like mm-hmm. Charles is like classically trained on the piano and is very, very adept at that. I just again, I have no interest in that either, Johnny. Uh, the, I don't. What's what's Charles' song? What's the vibe of it? Is he doing like a sort oh, of like I, a Harry Connick Jr. thing? Like what? What is? I it? literally is haven't it, listened know? to it. I I didn't. I okay. I learned my lesson listening to that Lewis song, and was like, oh yeah, just don't don't on purpose ever listen to this song. Because I think I had heard maybe parts of that song that Lewis was a part of, because it was like a pretty big song. I can't, I literally can't even remember who the artist was that gave him the feature on that. Yeah. But it was like yeah, an yeah. R&B song that I had kind of heard the beat to and was like, oh, I'm oh, I'm familiar with this. And then hearing Lewis come on, I was like, Oof, oh, yeah, I don't I shouldn't have listened to this. So I'm going to try not to listen to Charles. Uh, anything that he puts out on Spotify, like it's literally on Spotify right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his little things that he does in his in you know in Instagram. Well, I, mean, I mean, Corey, you know, Corey, Corey. Yeah, Corey. We're on Spotify right now too. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, you could just you know, you could just bop over uh, to Charles Leclerc and add it to your top artists. Uh, don't do that. Um, yeah. What any anything else happen? Uh, something very recent happened, and I don't know if you caught wind of it uh having to do with max verstappen are you familiar with what's going on with okay so this is what i think i've only seen the edges of or maybe Uh the response to and i was Mm -hmm. deeply confused at first and i think you're gonna in real time help me put it together so i saw a bunch of these memes and comments that were all something along the lines of like Max Verstappen will be the first, you know, Formula One world drivers champion to to win the championship from jail. And my immediate reaction was like, oh, this is like a Donald Trump joke. This is like, you know, the other the other person that I deeply despise in the world (laughs) and, you know, uh, am horrified. Yeah. By the notion of these sort of things and that it was just sort of like, hey, you know, that other person that really rubs you the wrong way. This is, you know, this is like like that. This is just and I like think that. that's yeah. That, so that that as I'm slowly beginning to understand, that was me putting once again my own personal problems uh-huh. and the world's problems, you know, 
into yeah. into this. Uh, what what's really going on here? So uh, Max was in a car. I'm assuming it was with uh, Martin Garrix, his like best friend slash international DJ. Um, I, I don't know that that might be completely untrue. It was someone else filming Max while he was, I believe, on the streets of Monaco or around Monaco. He was driving uh, the Adrian Newey designed Aston Martin Valkyrie. Uh, now, mm-hmm. I saw this video uh, and to me, I was like, oh, this is like normal this is normal. Like he's got like headphones on. And like the joke that I saw was like, uh, Max Verstappen thinks that he's like streaming. Uh, he's like yeah. sh- streaming in like a real life simulation from like Adrian Newey's, uh, precious little baby or whatever the, the meme was or whatever the quote was. And I saw that and was like, Oh yeah, well that car is like a, a the, the loudest possible version of uh of a hyper car that you could get so yeah like headphones in the cockpit makes sense so you could yep. hear like what's going on around you because the engine noise will drown everything out especially if you've got a co-pilot in there right if you've got someone who's helping you navigate uh but then yeah, he, it's like it's like being in a helicopter you use your headset to communicate with each other and also drown out the shrieking what, things yeah. like a V12 or or something or is it yeah. or is it the formula 1 it, I think I remember at one point F1 they were engine. describing it as saying like it's going to be the F1 it's definitely yeah. not like the F1 engine but it's a you know it's it's inspired by the yeah. F1 engine or something along those lines yeah, it's the um, whatever the Mercedes uh, like top end, probably the same engine that they put into the AMG one uh, or like a slightly different tuned version of that. So it's a it's a great this car. This car is insane. It's Adrian yes. Newey designed. It's an Aston Martin, but it was while Aston Martin was partnered with Red Bull. Yes, who was making the engine back then? Because that wasn't uh, a that- Honda. No, that was Mercedes. That's a Mercedes engine. That's that was that a Mercedes engine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. um, because Aston Martin was still utilizing the Mercedes uh, uh, powertrains, which they still are, uh, quite frankly. Um, okay. But, but they, yeah, it was like um, like an interesting spec. And this was one of the reasons why I thought it, that car was so cool was because you get like the Mercedes like engine uh, group, mm-hmm. like the HPP uh, group. Uh, working on this engine to tune it to its like highest possible safest road spec and then you've got the mad scientist who has been constrained by f1's rule book yeah they were basically like nope make a car that is as aerodynamically successful as you would like as long as it doesn't like blow other cars off the road as you're driving by them i assume that was probably like the one caveat they put on that um but it was designed by Adrian Newey. Amazing car, beautiful car. Just one of the most raw sounding engines too. But the problem was, the reason why people are saying that Max is going to jail is because he reaches up and messes with the engine mapping on the touchscreen. So if you engage with like a mobile device, you can get like a massive fine or I think like the maximum penalty is like, you know, 24 hours in like jail or something like that. So 
I, I mean, I was certain that you were going to say that he was like, you know, casually picking his nose while going 145 miles per no. hour through nope. the, you know, traffic in Monaco or, or whatnot. It's nope. because he reached over. Okay. It's literally because like, he changed I, the engine mapping to make the engine sound gnarly or coming yeah. out of a tunnel or something like that. He's there's cars in front of him, cars behind him. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was fine. I was like doing like All 60 right, miles cut, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Cut, cut me off if this rant spirals a little out of control here. Um, the So every modern car today has mm-hmm. a touchscreen on the dashboard mm-hmm. that you operate in the same exact way that we operate our phones. Yes. Uh, I And sorry, this rant is a little bit fueled by the fact that I've spent uh, many years designing Literally, uh, you know, interaction things. experiences for, for vehicles. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty clear to say that like, it's not safe to use your phone while you're in the car to try no. and like text or tap or do whatever you're doing on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's a very distracting. Um, I think it's also still distracting if you put your phone on like a car mount, maybe slightly less so, but like, you know, trying to still do anything serious with your phone. Yes. There's like literally no difference between that and a screen that the car manufacturer has put there and designed. Often designed incredibly poorly with like yes. bad uh latency and you know reaction times and like you touch something, you have to touch it again to get it to work and you're getting frustrated and you're spending more time looking at it and whatnot. Yeah, like, there's like no so haptic like, responses on any of these screens, which is bananas I, to I don't me, un- John. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I just yeah. don't understand how this is all, like, how we've even gotten to this point. And so, like, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, this is this is a little removed from Max's I'm fully on situation, board. I'm not going to rein like, you in, John. <laughs> yeah. All, all of this is, like, this is just, you know, this is mayhem that mm-hmm. for over a decade now, people have been, you know, as a critical selling point, as like a key feature yes. of these very expensive products, this thing that is probably the most likely thing to get you, the other mm-hmm. occupants of your vehicle or someone else on the road around you killed. Yes. That's, you know, it's all, uh, so much of that is stemming from that. And this is an industry where people like go crazy obsessing over like, you know, the, the, chemical compounds of rubber that go into tires to make sure that it won't, you know, come apart at speed and put you in harm's way or whatnot. And yet we still are just like, you know, and we're, we're seeing right now we are approaching this, you know, what I describe as like peak screen in mm-hmm. the car where there's cars that are having these like even wider and more expansive and like enormous arrays of screens. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not smart guys. It's not, no, this isn't this isn't a good move, and so I don't understand how this could even happen. Because I mean, in in Europe, they sell these cars with those functions, right? Yeah, and so it would be in theory like you know, uh, don't you know, don't touch your navigation system until you've pulled the car over, um, mm-hmm. you know. And with Max and with this Aston Martin, I'm sure it's you know approximately as well integrated as any of these other things are. Um, so yeah, I don't know whatever for sure uh, no you're you're exactly uh, right john it's poppycock is what i would i would say there we go this, we this go. whole this whole scenario 
Um, oh, Corey, settle down, please. Yeah, sorry. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wow. I'm, I've stood up and I'm I've adjusted my uh, my vest and uh, yeah, your vest <laughs> under your under your tweed my, blazer. My, my blazer. Um, I'm now I'm now spinning my cufflinks so that they're perfectly exactly aligned, uh, so that the photographer can catch me in all of my glory. Uh, no, th- I think that this is. I agree. I think it's the dumbest thing to have in cars and then also maybe one of like this is the argument too and i rarely will defend max verstappen but i'm about to defend him right now and it is Uh it's the concept of like this dude drives 90 miles an hour into a corner that like would make people's heads fly off and he's adjusting not just like the engine map but like the brake bias for the next turn and also navigating a track with 19 other cars who are all doing the same thing as him. Mm-hmm. It's absurd that he is being even like addressed uh, on this matter. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I think maybe this is the guy who gets a pass. Maybe there are 19 other guys on this planet that would also and should also get a pass if we're talking about using anything other than like the primary input of a vehicle. It's like these dudes have to do so much. So yeah. I, yeah. I mean, at uh, the same time, make him pay a fine. Max yes. should pay the fine and then also like donate like a, you know, a, yeah. a Porsche to be used as a police car to the local Monaco PD or something. Exactly. You know, make, make an event out of it or, or set up something where, you know, uh, you shut down the streets and you get, you know, uh, you put him in a, in a Subaru and get the cops chasing him in a police car and, and just see how it all pans out. And by the cops, I mean, you know, Sergio Perez or. Yeah. Or the rest of the fields. uh, Um, anyone else. Helmet Marco. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Helmet Marco in like a Bobby, uh, like an old Bobby's costume. Um, yeah, I think that it's that's being, uh, that's being generous. That the costume that of the authoritarian costumes he would choose, he would select. Bobby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. subject. Uh, next. <laughs> next uh... Yeah. Um, so as far as uh, silly season goes, um, I don't think that there is much else happening. I mean, there's like Otmar who might actually end up working for Aston Martin in some capacity. That's like the closest Oof. thing I can think of that would amount to like silly season. Um, yeah. Ha- have you heard hey, otherwise? Else? No, but it's, it's race week, baby. Yeah, it's happening. We are fully in race week right now. We are about to um, kick into high gear around the Dutch Grand Prix uh, in Zandvoort, which is like a town that I would love to visit. It looks like a sleepy little seaside town in the Netherlands Mm -hmm. that like, and this is kind of part of what's going on here is like there are protesters around the Dutch Grand Prix because the racetrack itself sits in dunes that are like protected wildlife like it's a protected wildlife (laughs) area right around that so that's why there are a ton of protests and uh i think rightfully so um for sure like that's you're you're bringing in 
hundreds of thousands of people into an area that is supposed to be a protected wildlife area and they're like rowdy race fans. Um, that all by itself is like, uh, hey, maybe this is a bad, not a bad Grand Prix, but like a bad location for this specific Grand Prix. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I sympathize quite a bit with people who are uh, alarmed about the climate shifting as someone who lives in Los Angeles and just went through a hurricane. Uh, I quite literally moved from the East coast to avoid humidity, mosquitoes and hurricanes. And we now have humidity, mosquitoes and a hurricane uh, slash tropical storm that just made landfall in Southern California uh, and devastated like a whole bunch of places that it actually impacted. So I do absolutely sympathize with people going like, hey, maybe we chill out with all this Um, Mm -hmm. uh, because the planet is fully going, hey, we're I'm going to try to kill all you to save myself. (laughs) That's what the planet is doing right now. And that's uh, justified. The planet is justified in going like, hey, you're you're ruining this place. Um. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to take you out with biblical floods and actual plagues. Uh, that's what's happening right now. So to deny that um, also every Grand Prix, except for like two so far, have had rain on the forecast uh, in the forecast. Yep. And one of those was Bahrain, which is in the desert and should never have. Rain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're all. I think already the forecast for this upcoming weekend is looking like rain. So great, great, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Ooh. But let's focus on tire blankets, F one. Let's focus on tire yeah. blankets yeah, 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 when yeah. Yeah. we're in a literal climate crisis and you are jet setting across the globe for eight months out of the year. Um, in a very illogical way. Uh, yeah, there's there's some there's a lot of hypocrisy around F1, and this weekend is going to bring out a lot of it. Um, also, I know you're a fan, but the the Dutch fans, especially at Zandvoort, are really really big on flares, and the F1 has been like, "Hey guys, please don't." bring flares to the circuit. Don't, don't throw them on the track in the middle of qualifying. <laughs> like all the uh, all the things. Um yeah, what what else what else uh, now that I've doomed and gloomed it up uh for the the <laughs> the Grand Prix there in uh in the Netherlands, what are your thoughts on what we've got coming up here? I think we're just going to see, uh, you know, orange rain falling for the following week after the mm-hmm. race, after all of these orange flares have like, you know, dissipated entirely into the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh. I can't wait to see cars on track. I don't have anything specific I'm looking for. Like all the variables are starting to settle in. We still, you know, we're still adapting to Danny Rick being in the mix. Uh, I'm eager to see where the Fernando saga goes. I think, you know, the Fernando hype train 
uh, flying off a cliff uh, means that when it hits the water, it's going to become like, you know, it's going to be toxic water that it's going to rise up out of as like a serpent train, snake, mutant, hype train creature that uh, will be Dark Alonzo rising. Can't wait I, for that. That'll be beautiful. I like that. And I'm, uh, I'm thinking uh, a similar train launching off of a cliff and heading into the ocean and it like James Bond car morphs into the Nautilus and then he becomes uh uh what's that what's the captain's name in 20,000 leagues under the sea uh, i can't oh uh oh it's right on the tip of my tongue yeah i know i know i know what you're talking about salty yeah. salty captain yeah yeah uh, just the most uh brutal uh angry salty captain you could ever imagine um mm-hmm. and that is going to potentially be our dark alonzo um saga yeah um bring it bring it dark alonzo i want to see i want to see that unleashed um yeah Yeah. other than that i'm just i'm just stoked to be uh back into back into race week yeah me too me too um i am i i've almost forgotten that danny rick was back uh like Mm -hmm. i came entirely too close to forgetting that that was even a thing um I'm interested to see what the rest of the season looks like with him and Yuki um, piloting those cars. Uh, apparently, there are some upgrades Agreed. That they're looking for. They were trying to bring, uh, and they will be bringing. And then also, same with Aston Martin. Apparently, they brought an upgrade to Canada that kind of stunted their uh development and they're bringing a new upgrade package to zanvort which apparently will get them back on track um apparently the mclarens not that they were developing or working during the summer break but like they will continue to bring upgrades i think mercedes has one more upgrade that they've got to bring but their development is pretty much done with their car uh Oh, yeah, there was, and because it's a slow week, because it's been a slow week, a slow almost month, uh, people have been putting microphones in front of Lewis's face and asking him about the Red Bull dominance. And then a ton of F1 fandom and the F1 media is just ignoring the fact that Back in like 2015, he's like in an article being like, hey, it's really cool to be dominant, but like this is bad for the fans. And I don't think that this Mm. is like something that the fans are going to appreciate uh, is like the continued dominance of a team. And now he's saying the same thing except he's saying it about Red Bull. So everyone's like, oh, you weren't saying this when you were world champion. It's like, there's literally him. There's like a front page article (laughs) in like in a newspaper. Uh, I don't know if it's like the London times or anything like that, but it's like a major newspaper that was, that interviewed him specifically about this. And he's been saying the same thing, which is just like, it's not good for the fans. I don't know what to do. I don't know if there's a way to fix it, but I know that, like, as a fan, I wouldn't enjoy watching just one team dominate. As a driver and as a teammate, as a person who's a member of this team, 
it's like stunning and amazing to watch these people perform at levels under intense pressure. And like, I agree. I think that Red Bull doesn't just have the best car, doesn't just have the best driver, but it has the best system in place. And it is astonishing mm-hmm. as a longtime fan of this sport to watch a team fire on all cylinders. Uh, because even when Ferrari was dominant, it was dominant because Michael Schumacher, like, actively took the reins of Ferrari and was like, I'm going to bring this team back to greatness. And that is not what's happening at Red Bull. Red Bull has basically sacrificed their like driver program um, because they're focused so heavily on like bringing Max up to form. And they just so happen to have the best car out there, the best people designing it. One of the best powertrains, most reliable powertrains, because it's a Honda motor still that they're operating off of. Uh, and they're doing sub two second pit stops. Like that's they're, a team. They're only competing against themselves for the pit stop record. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. And we haven't seen incredible. You know, like everything is incredible. We, yeah. We've seen almost no, uh, no reliability issues. Nope. Um, Nope. They're yeah, they're they're completely untouchable. They're playing in a different league. So yeah. yeah, it's we are getting to witness that greatness. It is I'm still challenged or like almost just flummoxed by the fact that like yeah. Formula One has seen this incredible uptick in popularity and now it's like feeling very temporary because this dominance is still driving away new fans yeah. uh, from from the sport. So it's a, it's an interesting thing to, to see unfold. Uh, I'm going to, uh, the analogy I'll use here is borderline. It's toilet humor, but I'll try to keep it clean. The idea here is like formula one is like a kid. That's like really, really good at like writing his name in the snow when he takes a piss like is just like phenomenal does like cursive somehow is doing like mm-hmm. calligraphy style writing their name in the snow with their own piss and all of a sudden like everyone in the school is like oh dude you can like write your name in like calligraphy and pee we just had a huge snowstorm it's a snow day. We're all at school and like, we're all waiting for the buses to take us home or our parents to take us home. Write your name in the snow. Show us. We know you just drank like a whole thing of Mountain Dew, like show us. And then that student has like the worst stage fright ever and just can't pee uh, at all. And it's like, dude, this is your moment. This is truly your moment. And you're doing it to yourself. You're like psyching yourself out. And that is what I think F1 is doing right now. It's a kid who can't pee. It's a kid who just can't pee and is really proud of the way it pees. <laughs> Corey, from the from the, the cursive to the, you know, to the to the fresh blizzard snow and the full school bus of watching mm-hmm. peers, that that analogy was a masterclass. Thank you. You're well, was, I, I was, that was, <laughs> I was like, that was spectacular. <laughs> I was like, there's I'm, a better uh, version of this. No, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, God. Yeah. It's, that's, that's where F1 is right now is a kid who, come on, F1. Yeah. Pee in the snow for us. Pee in the snow for We're us. We're waiting. Yeah. We're all We're waiting. 
Yeah, we're all we're all waiting to applaud you. Like all of yes. us. Uh including the like the people who are like, "Hey, why is everyone like what's everyone looking at?" Like everyone could every person who has showed up to F1 as a new fan or even as a casual fan right now. Like, well not right now, but I'd say like last year, everyone was like, "Whoa, this is what you guys have been talking about. This is really impressive." And now well, that was also like it's you got to remember that in 2021 we had mm-hmm. like a, a cement mixer full of boiling piss dumping yeah. itself <laughs> out onto the snow <laughs> and just instantly just melting it all, steam rising, chemical yeah. reactions, things happening at a scale and level of intensity at which we've never seen in our entire lives. Yeah. And sure. It ended with a horrible smell and, you know, yes. a, a bit of miserable cleanup to be done. But, uh, you know, it's it's hard to then say, hey, you know, little Jimmy, melt some snow for us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm trying to just, I'm just trying to stand on your shoulders. I lo- no, it's beautiful. I love this. Uh, I love this. Um, cement mixer full of boiling piss is uh, something my brain couldn't come up with, John. So I appreciate that. Um all, All right. right. Well, on yeah. on on that note, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that note, on our like uh. end of summer break, uh, I'm really really excited to see cars on track, like you said, John. Um, however, the question must be asked: Has F1 stock gone up? Has it flatlined? Uh, has it uh, taken a dive through the floor? Where where are we uh, with F1 stock this week, John? Uh, the F1 stock is a straight line of piss spraying against the wall. Yeah. Uh, totally flat, totally consistent. Um, mm-hmm. Something would happen to it if anyone knew that it was there, but nobody yeah. knows that this is happening currently. So it's going to remain super flat through uh, our our race week coming and, and landing in front of us this weekend. So are you saying that uh, right now, the it's like Schrodinger's piss, where it's just <laughs> constantly yeah. going. And if you look at it, it's it just, might stop, but it's it's just constantly going right now. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. Schrodinger's piss. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thank I you feel- for putting such a such an academic spin <laughs> on this. I, I feel tried. like this is much more elevated now. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to gussy it up at the end. Um, but mm-hmm. the 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 truth is, yeah, this is just uh, a a serene, uh, completely rippleless, um, uh, waveless uh, lake of uh, of piss that just like <laughs> no, <laughs> that we're not. Uh, there's no no one's throwing any rocks in it. Uh, there are no creatures in it right now disturbing the surface, so we can't tell. But it looks promising. It looks promising. It looks like there's a chance that we may get an exciting second half of the season. Again, with McLaren, with Aston Martin, with Mercedes, and then also just with like the calamitous existence of Ferrari. Who knows what we're going to see in the second half of this season? Um, I'm I'm excited, but also like pre fatigued. Uh, because we are definitely going, like I saw someone tweet this, we're going to see the Dutch national anthem uh, at least twice this uh, 
this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, At least the first one will probably be with like a live band and like really a lot of pomp and circumstance, but we're going to see it twice. Um, Unless Max somehow ends up in jail for using his phone uh, while, while in the car. Mm. Oh God, this is a, this is a sad state of affairs. All right. Um, uh, Johnny, where can the folks find you out there in the world? Oh, you can catch up with me anytime via my home base, johnnymotion.com. Uh, last week had a wonderful time out in Los Angeles, uh, yeah. kicking off the opening keynote for the artificial conference, a conference about, Artificial intelligence, if you like geeking out on the exciting and also totally terrifying aspects of that, uh, I always love riffing on this stuff and had a good time giving a, a talk about designing positive futures. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, hit me up anytime and and track me down via johnnymotion.com. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, I got to attend that and it was uh, phenomenal to watch you in your element like handling um, just the the intense, scary world that we are all kind of like either gently dipping our toe into or uh, some people who consider themselves disruptors or as living in a simulation decide to like, um, like Kool-Aid man their way into. So it, it was fun mm-hmm. to watch that. It was very fun to watch all the different levels of the people who are in that space. Uh, and then just to watch you, you know, watch people adoringly take pictures and like, just nod their heads in like agreement with what you were saying and then come up to you afterwards and be like, well, it was really interesting. Um, it was wonderful. Oh, John, shucks. I, yeah, you're, I'm watching you like, Oh God, stop, stop, please stop complimenting me, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, all right. Well, folks, you can find me, uh, Burn Corey Burn, on all the things, and then the F One Files on uh, Twitter. I will <laughs> never ever call it the other name; it's not happening. So, find me there. Find us there. Uh, I will also begin uploading videos again to TikTok and to Instagram. We are off our summer break, which means I am going to get back to work with social media ing up this podcast, folks. Catch up with us next time because we will certainly catch up with you the next time <laughs> on the F1 Files. Boo!